What is up, everybody, from Survivor Grand Rapids Fresh Meat? It is Dom, and we are back on Live Reality Games Podcast channel to talk about all things episode four of Survivor Grand Rapids Fresh Meat. Uh, this came out last Wednesday, so we are eager to uh, talk about what we had uh, cooking in the kitchen, so to speak. I am joined, as always, with Drew. Uh, Drew, how you been in the last week? What'd you think of the episode? Just raw thoughts. You know, Dom, I saw that we got another episode that was over an hour long. I was very excited and I was not let down. Wasn't sure what to expect going uh, into episode four, but I'm happy with what we've got and I'm excited to talk about it. I am also very excited to talk about it. And joining us again is uh, Anthony from Survivor Dearborn seasons one, three and four and current camera crew member on Survivor Grand Rapids. Anthony, living the experience, seeing it on the screen. How was episode four for you? Oh, yeah, it was great. Always uh, always fun to see them spend the night, see what they do at the during the next day, threw in some twists, had a great puzzle challenge, so lots of fun. Yes, yes, it was great. We'll get into all those juicy moments, but from this point out, spoilers for episode four of Survivor Grand Rapids Fresh Meat. Uh, because somebody who watched back episode four, we don't know how their uh, viewing experience was, but it was our recent voted out castaway, Zoe. Zoe, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, how have you been since Survivor Grand Rapids? What have you been up to? Well, um, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Um I, a lot has happened in my life since then. Um, I actually most recently moved, so I'm living in my parents' house, not in Grand Rapids anymore. Sad. So you're not on <laughs> Grand Rapids, you moved to Team Detroit. I'm closer to Dearborn. <laughs> closer to Dearborn, you're becoming one of those OGs, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Zoe, you were voted out at the last Tribal Council. We'll get into the details of everything on how that went. Um, but uh, how was your raw thoughts on episode four? What was it like watching yourself back? And what has it been like watching yourself back? It's been super fun. I love watching this season. I think especially the last episode um, with like that big twist, like the tribe swap. I think I was on edge the whole entire time and it was so fun to watch. The whole season has been fun to watch, but especially last episode was really fun. Yeah, it, it has been I think I was blindsided. So <laughs> it's good to see how that all Yeah, I think we a lot of us were blindsided, to be fair. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, we can jump right into it. Drew, uh, Zoe is here. I know on our first episode one through three deep dive podcast, uh, you had some thoughts about Zoe's gameplay. Mm -hmm. um, overall, how was her game for you? I... If you ask Dom or anybody else who knows me and how I watch Survivor, I love characters. You can be a good player. You can be an awful player. I love characters. And for me, Zoe, you are an amazing character. From minute one of you accidentally revealing that idol clue to everybody, I was like, yep, I'm in. I'm invested. <laughs> yeah, that, Zoe, for me editing, you were absolutely one of my favorite players in this season. You've made the most of your screen time uh, with your facial reactions, your raw, authentic confessionals. And somebody who is able to get that out of you a lot of the time was Anthony. Anthony, what was it like uh, filming Zoe, so to speak? I guess you might have been her number one camera guy. You were the voice behind a lot of her 
Do you feel safe? Or, you know, <laughs> you're a voice for her, I guess. Lots of fun. She was always, at least in that, in that first day, one of my favorites to to interview and she'd always come up to me to we had that we had that nice crew uh crew participant uh relationship going so i knew the correct answers to questions to ask and she would uh just go off in her her thoughts um verbalizing on the whole way and have lots of fun doing it so yeah yeah so zoe we're gonna get you a little bit of time to talk about your game I think the first question on everybody's mind, whether uh, you know they're caught up on the season or not, what were you thinking when you revealed your clue to the entire tribe? And so true, you, so true. How did you uh, even plan on navigating that? Okay, yeah. So fatal mistake number one. <laughs> um, okay, so I watch Survivor occasionally, but – not enough to really know that like there's probably an important like personal clue in the buffs. So when I got it, I thought it'd be like something fun for like the um the whole tribe in the challenge. So that's why I was like, guys, like I got something. I didn't think it was gonna be like a clue to the idol. I don't even think I thought about idols at all. So that's why I like wanted everyone to look and then I started reading it out loud and then I realized oh, this is something that I could probably have just for myself. So then I stopped reading abruptly and then I just like hit it away. And something I didn't notice, but I noticed when I was watching back is Juliana was like, oh, like, are you going to finish reading that? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then I only noticed that when I was watching it back and I was like, that probably looked like so terrible. I think in my head, it wasn't like as as big of a deal as I that it I don't know I I didn't yeah so the the one person that I guess capitalized on that was Mark um and we saw kind of a very very tumultuous I guess maybe one-sided relationship uh between the two of you Mark has been gunning for you throughout entire day one while you were you know meanwhile trying to keep him uh close to you um, yet, however, he was the one that the only one in this last episode that voted with you. Uh, what was your interpretation of Mark, I guess, throughout all of day one? And are you surprised at, you know, how the game ended up turning out? Yeah, I think um, in my head, in real time, I was playing with a completely different Mark than I saw, I think, while watching it back. Um, there was a point when him, Jen, and I, like, tried to form a little, like, three-person group. Um, meanwhile, he had, like, all these, like, plots to, like, terrorize me the whole time, I guess. But, um, so I thought him and I were good. And, like, the relationship between us, like, we were kind of friends just, like, hanging out. And then all of his conversations, I guess, behind my back were, like, I don't know, he wanted me out so bad. But um, I think with that merge or what was it? The tribe swap swap. Um, with that, I think once it was like him and I were still together, I think we just wanted to like keep Ionia strong. So that's when the relationship got a little like we were both on the same side again. So, yeah. 
I think that's fair. That's a fair assumption, uh, especially kind of leans both into or shed some light, I guess, on both yours and Mark's gameplay at that point. Um, but, but we can jump right into night one. I know, Drew, you've played a live game before. Um, and Anthony, you're you're a three season veteran of spending the night. Uh, what was it like, I guess, watching that back, Drew? Did you see, you know, did you think you would be able to do it? How was night one for you? Here's what I'll say. Was it survivor enough? The over the overnight game that I played, I was there for two nights, and I will say that I think I had it much worse. But well, you didn't have two trains. <laughs> right. I didn't have two trains. I just had to survive on the ground with literally nothing else. Um I think, you know, the nighttime is a great time to implement social game. Um, for the social players and I think Zoe for someone like you that is where I actually was looking for you to thrive because when you come into a survivor game and you're not a survivor fan and you don't necessarily know the intricacies of the game and the strategy aspect you have to lean on being likable and being social Um, and so nighttime is a time where you have an extended period where you're not having to do challenges or strategizing or as you guys call it canoodling Um, you don't have to do you don't have to worry about any of that stuff you just get to be with the people who are on your team and get them to like you and get them on your side so i was really saddened when you were voted out right after the night because i was like oh zoe people like zoe zoe's gonna come out of this and be completely fine that's where i thought zoe uh actually thrived and i think she was the definition of swap screwed in this in our first season out of all of our survivor dearborns that she had i think she ended up on a pretty raw end of it um just being on an even tribe numbers uh, Zoe brought the instant coffee maker. I think that's enough social game. Uh, that was one of her luxury items, and they spent the entire morning making a hot pot of coffee. That's something we never saw before on our show. So I think we're checking off the boxes for making uh, making fire on our show. <laughs> that's, that's big for us. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, that the first night was a little bit rough. Uh, but, Zoe, what was it like, I guess, for you? What was your experience like? Well, Drew, it's funny that you say, like, the nighttime is when people, like, thrive and get to know each other. Uh, I went to bed really early. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe that's my fatal mistake number two. It could be. Um, Yeah, I was just, like, exhausted. And I knew that, like, if I was going to have to last the next full day, like, I needed good sleep. But so I went to bed a little bit early. I slept on our, like, porch that we had. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I didn't get good sleep. Oh, of course. Night one in a live game, you will never get good sleep. No. (laughs) Night two is usually flawless because night two, you're so exhausted from, from day one and day two, but night one is always going to be awful. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I think it's interesting, uh, because we did see a lot of people in the game, not just Zoe, but a lot of people on both tribes start to come out of their shell. Uh, and start to analyze the game in a different way. I think Spencer comes to mind as somebody who started to think a little bit. Um, Liam has a whole segment dedicated to how he is viewing the game right now. Um, Drew, were there any standouts from Cascade or Ionia that you were like, these guys are going to make some moves on day two? I really want Addison to start doing things um because addison is a really entertaining character again to me i think addison is someone who i personally would love to play the game with and also would get along with in life and addison has so much social capital 
I just like I want to see it put into action because um, it feels like Addison his name is being brought up a lot and he's being talked about a lot and I just want to see like something I need to see something happening um who else hold on let me scroll through of course I'm still a massive fan of both Bridget and Sydney um I'm I'm hoping that that duo sticks together as well as Tom for those who aren't aware, I'm a massive Tom stan. I discovered upon watching episode one, uh, Tom is my winner pick as far as who I want to win, and I think he can win. I am obsessed with Tom. Um, so I would love to see Tom do something big. I got a little scared, survived my heart attack when his name came up this episode. Um, who else? I don't know. Um, I mean, I feel like Liam and Ryan... Um, are both people who are kind of front running at this point. And so I'm interested to see how their stories develop, because if a winner is this obvious early in the season, if I'm seeing that they're winner potential, so are the other players. Um, I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask Anthony, Anthony being on production at this point in the season, obviously there are things that aren't shown in the edit, but based on what we've seen, what were your thoughts at this point? Yeah, um, it's <clears throat> there's a lot going on and a lot to digest, and it's kind of hard with crew because you kind of follow your few people around that, like Zoe would come to me a lot, and you'd have like your your group, um, so you have a really good feel of what they're doing, but then like the other tribe or just some other people in the tribe, like you have you really don't know what they're saying. You can only go off of um, your own narrative that you're hearing, so. Um, that's just another interesting perspective, but um, I think listening to a lot of the confessionals, um, when Jen was on Blue, she had a really good feel for what's going on. Um, she was kind of running that tribe. Um, I think Ryan and Spencer are very smart mentally um, and kind of very physical and like are good at the game, but don't vocalize their their narratives a lot. Um, I have thoughts on Spencer. Okay. Would love to hear your thoughts. I feel like we're at a point where we can start to kind of see where everybody's at. Um, and I guess we can also just transition into uh, the tribe swap and kind of talk about those divides. Cause I feel like we're going to touch on a lot of, um, you know, players as they progress through uh, episode four and their performances so far. So we get to the swap. Uh, I guess nobody was expecting it. Nobody saw survivor before and nobody thought that we had a budget for, you know, another set of buffs. Go figure. Um, everybody was shocked. Everybody's thinking that they were going to the merge with their tribes and everything. Um, but we dropped the buffs. New Ionia consists of four new or four original Ionia, four original Cascade. That is a big split, yeah. uh, noticeably. And then you go to the new Cascade, which is five OG Ionia and three new Cascade or three old Cascade. I'm sorry. I couldn't get this down when I was hosting either. I, that's all on the editing room floor. Um, but yeah, immediately looking at the tribe divide, uh, Drew, what was your first thoughts, I guess? Um, I have a really hard time personally keeping up with swaps. Um, so I didn't, <laughs> I actually don't know how to answer this question. You're good. Um, once I, we got, once we got to the post challenge and it was like the losing tribe starting to strategize, I was like, okay, I'm focusing solely on what's going on on this tribe so I can get to know like the actual people on this tribe. Yeah. So I think I have a better kind of feel for the tribe that voted. Okay. 
Well, I guess what were your thoughts on Spencer then? Since we're gonna <laughs> Spencer, Spencer, I hope I get to meet you at some point. I'm sure you're a lovely person, but I'm so bored. By Spencer. Give me something. Give me okay. something, please. Like, like I said, I've said this about players before, um, from both Survivor LU and probably from Survivor Dearborn. It the quote rings in my head again. Go girl, give us nothing. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, what am I supposed to feel? I don't have anything to go off of. He's playing a really great floater game. It's given Cole Metters. Like, I don't know what, okay. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Okay. I mean, I think that's a very valid point. Uh, Spencer, for me, editing wise, has been a very, very low key player. And he was on a top of my radar even coming into the game. So I'm, I, I mean, I'm not on the give us nothing, Spencer, go you. I want more. I know nothing. it's there. I just I just need to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm right there with you. I wanted a little bit more in the confessionals because I know that brain is working in, of his, and I wanted him to be able to say that. Just like Anthony was just saying, he's a little bit behind the scenes narratively. I want him to be able to like vocalize that, and uh, I was right there with you editing. Um, I will say Spencer upside is that he's very well positioned. His name's not getting brought up at all. Um, I think Spencer easily coasts to jury just based on being good in challenges and being likable. That's fair. We'll see how it goes. Um, Zoe, I so we swap our tribes uh, because what was your initial thoughts? You get broken up with Jen. You get broken up with uh, with your other blue tribe members, I guess. Uh, but Jen specifically is the big call out because you guys form that strong duo bond. You guys bumped fists, um, so to speak. Um, but you got, you're ending up with Juliana, who you were supposedly very closely aligned with. Kyle and Mark what were your initial thoughts during that swap yeah I was shocked because I don't think like I said I haven't watched that much Survivor I don't think any of the seasons I watched there was ever a tribe swap so I didn't even like think it was gonna happen ever I didn't even know what it was so I was really shocked and then the fact that Jen was on the other tribe I was like Oh my gosh, because I really thought that her and I were going to like stick together. I know she had that like low key thing with Ryan that I didn't know about during the game, but I thought it was going to be like her and I pretty tightly. Like I was down to do whatever Jen told me to do, honestly. So um, yeah, that's kind of like, that was like my strategy. Um, And it got like washed on the toilet. So I think afterwards I was like, well, I haven't really formed super strong connections with anyone else but we have this like blue blood I guess so I'm gonna stick with my blue team um and that was kind of like how I was going into it but yeah I wasn't super close with Juliana like we kind of had that girls thing going a little bit um and then me and Mark kind of had like a one-sided relationship and then me and Kyle, I don't think we talked during most of it. He was off with the guys, then I was with the girls. So I think talk about their bats once. Yeah. I, I love the I love the constant confessionals from people on tribes with Kyle who like they're talking about all their strategy and then like it kind of ends like not exactly, but like it basically ends with like this is everything that's going on and also Kyle. <laughs> that's that's how the game has been going. And uh, I do want to add a note for Kyle. Um, day two, I think out of everybody, um, 
was Kyle's big emergence into the into the game uh, for for the lack of content that he's given us in day yes. one. He managed to make his way to day two. He's collecting wood for the tribe, you know. Right? That was crazy. He's doing stuff like on his own. And the one confessional, one of my favorites of him is just saying like, I do really want to be here and I do really want to, I'm having fun. I really want to do this. Yeah. And for somebody to spend the night in their Honda Civic uh, with a <laughs> Rat King license plate on it and him emerge the next day and be like, I'm ready to go. I was really happy to see that, at least in the footage watching back. I, I, I you know, and, and I see that during the, you know, the strategy and everything, he really starts to get into the game. Uh, Anthony, you've done a fair share of confessionals with Kyle as well. Uh, what was it like kind of watching Kyle emerge on day two? Awesome. I mean, he, he comes in, he thinks he's going to be first voted out and he kind of, you kind of can see that he's hedging his bets. Like he's acting like he doesn't care and stuff, but, uh, as he, as he makes it farther and as he starts to, I mean, some people might not see it as move, but he, he immediately flips the, the red side of the, the new Ionia, um, to, and that saves his own skin that gets him farther. So, um, I'd say that's a move on his part because he's not closely closely aligned with anyone in blue. Um, so he's building up his own um, survivalist, and he's he's planning on and doing some things. So it's a lot of fun to watch and, and cool. Yeah, I think that is our big like kind of breakaway and and takeaway from this episode was Kyle was kind of the sole reason that kind of sealed Zoe's fate, or at least a blue tribe member's fate on that tribe. Uh, Drew, did you have any like kind of idea that, you know, once uh, Ionia lost that, you know, a blue tribe member was going home or did you think it was going to be a standoff at any point? I didn't think that any of Cascade would be willing to flip on each other. Mm -hmm. So my, I was torn between, okay, one of two things is going to happen. We're going to rocks, which would not be out of the realm of possibility based on Dom's past seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other thing was like, okay, they could possibly just do a unanimous vote against someone on Ionia if we can all come to an agreement on something. And I did think that possibly Kyle would go here because Kyle's basically been playing from the bottom socially the whole time. Um, but he made he made his move, and I did not know. I I had a feeling if some if, if one person were to flip, I knew it was going to be Kyle. I did not expect two people to flip, and when that vote happened, I texted Dom, and I was like, "What? What? Like I don't why?" Yep. So that is uh. So we're talking about Juliana's vote to get Zoe out. We can talk about more of that uh once we kind of get to that strategizing yes. part. I can unveil the curtains of what was left behind the scenes. Um, of what was going on um, but basically uh, so we get to the challenge we kind of see this divide rumbling on new Ionia um, new cascade everybody's kind of up in the air Jen finds out that Ryan has an idol even though she already knows that uh, Liam is kind of going around scared that people might find out that he's not actually a butcher um, and then we get to the challenge uh, we have a couple iconic moments there everybody's blindfolded Taylor is not on the course Taylor S is not on the course <laughs> um claire the puzzle queen can't complete the puzzle uh and bring in the butcher and liam solves that like nothing um drew we had a watch party of the crew that was there uh and half the room gasps when they find out what that liam is not a butcher what was your reaction to that i know you didn't really get into a whole ton of the pregame content did you buy the butcher of detroit 
I bought it, but when he revealed the truth, I was not surprised. I think that it, I think, how do I phrase this? I think it shows a lot about how he's willing to play the game that he planned a lie before the game started, which gives me more hope for him as a player. Not that I ever have doubted him as a player, because I think Liam is, like I said, Liam's front running. Mm-hmm. Um, but be- having a lie thought out pre-game um, is a-, a sign of of being a strategist. This is coming from the guy who read the wiki page on the drive over. Like that was like his first thing that he, you know, came up with before he even knew what Survivor was. When he answered the, when like I texted him, he's like, is it okay if I say I'm a butcher? And I was like, dude, yeah, yeah, go for it. I mean, if you can maintain the lie, good for you. Um, I mean, even if he can't maintain the lie, it might not be detrimental considering his positioning, but like, I don't know if it's really going to have that much of an effect on the game. You know, I, I agree with I you. I think, I think it's a very, very um, kind of passing lie, you know, that we see a mm-hmm. lot in Survivor. You know, the lawyers, the salespeople, they don't really like to, like, disclose that information. But in a live game like this, especially for Survivor Dearborn and its legacy that we've had, for the most part, you know, we're all just college students. We're all right. just, you know, high school kids. Um, but the, I think this is the first time that we've actually seen an occupation kind of get spun for a loop. Uh, Anthony, you've done the three seasons that you've done, mostly throughout high school and college career that you've done. Uh, as somebody who's watching back, how, you know, would that have revealed been for you inside the game if you, you know, even found out about it? Uh, it depends if I'm aligned to him or not. Honestly, I, if if I were aligned, I think I would be up. I would be up in my mind, and I think I'd be like strategic mind with him. So I don't think it would matter much. Um, if I wasn't aligned, I would try and push that narrative that like he's just a schemey player that um, uh, doesn't really matter. But to be honest, I don't think it would have affected me too much. So interesting, interesting. Is yeah, I mean, I, I mean, sorry. You are good. Go, Drew. I, I don't know. I like. I see both sides of like, yes, good for you. Use every possible strategy that you can. I did the same thing when I played the live game that I played, and clearly it helped me. (laughs) Um, I was first boot. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. Liam is just very interesting to me. Zoe, what did you think when, like, when you found, like, I don't know at what point you found out, whether it was, like, during the airing or, like, after the season had wrapped or what? Yeah, I don't know Liam, and I don't think I spoke a word to Liam. Him and I were not ever on the same tribe. And even, like, before the show, when people were, like, meeting each other, I'm sorry, Liam, if we met, but I, like, I don't remember ever talking to him. And so when I saw that he was a butcher, I was like, all right. Like, on the show, I was like, okay, like. Cool. Yeah. And then I could – I could tell, I don't know. I think I knew he was lying, but also the fact that he's like a senior software engineer or something, I think he really like showed us that when he got that puzzle. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that was engineer work, not butcher work. I, I do, yeah, that was straight up out of the, uh, um, the, the, I don't know, the math class that I didn't take yeah. in college. <laughs> um, but, 
I, I do want to share one last butcher clip. Uh, cutting room floor, I guess. I didn't even get the footage. But we were filming maybe the second tribal council of, uh, of Cascade. I think the one that they voted Ryan off at, uh, mm. veteran Ryan. Um, and we're sitting there in between voting. And Liam just goes, uh, or Addison turns to Liam and he goes, so you're, you're a butcher? And, and Liam's like, yeah. And Addison goes, what's your favorite cut of meat? And Liam just looks at him. He goes, ribeye. <laughs> and Addison just goes, all right. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> and it was just like kind of swept under the rug. Everybody like kind of went with it later on. Apparently at like Liam's talking about, you know, working out at the gym or something above his work. <laughs> and Addison goes, you have a gym above your butcher shop. And he goes, Oh, well, I mean like, you know, next door to it or whatever. <laughs> that's great thing and it was it's a funny funny bit that i wish that we had on camera because that would have it was just me standing to the side just being like this is this is hilarious um but i do uh, liam's gotten enough praise from us i think or you know we've talked about his butcher game uh, a little a lot i guess um but we'll see what that comes to fruition in the next couple episodes because for now him and the rest of cascade were safe Next up, we have our new Ionia tribe, and immediately Zoe and Mark are seen talking to each other. They kind of discuss of who they're going to vote out, and they split off to go do their work. Zoe, you kind of mentioned that you wanted to work with Tom, but Tom quickly, quickly shut that down without even like considering it. What was it like in that moment? Because editing it, I wasn't even sure what was going on. Yeah, well, like I, so. I didn't know him. I really didn't know anyone on the um, Cascade tribe. So I wanted to just kind of like see, I don't know, like get to know him and talk to him. And our tribe, at least I felt, had a lot of like alliances and connections. And so I really just approached him and I wanted to see kind of like where he stood on his tribe and if he had like connections, especially with anyone that came from cascade with him to ionia so i don't know maybe i could like get in with whatever they were doing or something i i don't know i was just trying to like see what it was like in cascade before and i guess he like was like so shocked about that and i was like confused too because he wasn't telling me anything and i was like "Eh, okay it was a really awkward conversation and I was just like, all right, okay, bye. So then, and then he went and told everyone that I was like scheming, but I was just curious. So I think my other fatal mistake, but from my point of view and Drew, you can chime in if I'm, if I'm wrong and Anthony, you too as well. Um, From my point of view, I think that is just, you know, casual conversation when it comes to survivor seeing, getting a feel about what the dynamics were like on the mm-hmm. other tribe. And it's just a natural conversation that happens during the swap. Um, what blew me away was not just Tom, but also Addison's like denial of alliances at all throughout the game. Yeah. Addison gives a confessional. I'm like, Tom, you have a final three. <laughs> what are you talking about? There are no alliances. Addison gives his confessional that he is, you know, he wants to stick to block voting unanimous voting which side note thank you addison for wanting to you know give us riveting television at tribal councils if this is what you plan on doing for the rest of the season but uh that is their game plan and 
to a certain point, that's what they've been able to accomplish. However, denying the fact that there's no alliances in the game whatsoever, that you're not close to somebody in the game whatsoever is kind of, you know, it doesn't really mesh well on the season. Uh, Drew, what was your, like, I guess, opinion on, you know, how that was being approached? Again, this is something I can see both sides of because if you're in an even swap and everybody on your original tribe is saying we didn't have any alliances, it gives the impression to the other tribe that everyone on your tribe is an open vote to pull in, which allows for more flexibility, I guess. Because if I'm going in and I'm saying, yeah, the four of us are really tight. Well, first of all, that gives the other side absolutely no hope that they're going to be able to pull anyone over. Um but also if you go in and you're like, yeah, like I'm on the bottom and these two people are grouped up and this is the majority, then it gives the other side way too much info. So honestly, it might be a significant advantage for Cascade to have told them like, we don't have anything going on um, because it gives more, it gives, it gives original Ionia the perception that there's more flexibility in the game than there actually is. I don't know. I probably read way too much into that. I think I. I mean, I don't think that Addison and Tom did that uh, intentionally. Intentionally, right? I but think it works. Did end up giving that effect because you have Mark thinking that he can pull in Sydney. You have, uh, you know, Kyle like going to Addison and um, and Tom. Zoe is trying to you know work with Bridget and Sydney on the side as well. Um, and it kind of just culminates into Mark coming up with a like crazy plan to uh, split votes, tell somebody, you know, Sydney that, uh, you know, to vote Tom, all this other malarkey. And we end up with kind of just Juliana is in a situation where she has to pick what to do. Kyle has already kind of like made, made his bed. He's lying it. He's just tucking himself in. And Zoe, I feel like there was really nothing more that you could have done to get yourself out of that situation because the numbers really just kind of just shifted off of one innocent conversation with Tom so to speak yeah I'm still kind of confused how that happened I know Mark was like really pushing for the split vote which I don't know if I agreed with the whole time and I think there were parts I don't know if it got on camera or anything but I I don't know I feel like I had a different idea of what we should have done and it was to get off I think it was like Tom or Addison or something and probably Addison because that's who we voted for but um yeah somehow it like flipped on me and I don't really know how those conversations went but I was a little surprised it wasn't Mark from how they were like because he was doing all like the I feel like he was the ringleader for that at least so it's kind of weird that they didn't like Mm. I don't know that that is I don't know what was maybe it was because challenges I don't know that was a question mark for me, and I've kind of talked to some of the cast to get a little idea of what was going on so I can fill in the, you know, behind the scenes because honestly, a lot of it wasn't really caught on camera, uh, or at least their thoughts weren't caught on camera. Sure. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it was kind of like we need a guy to, you know, match up with Liam and 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 Ryan on the other side. Mm. So in case there was a physical challenge. Um, but they were also uh wanting i guess a girl to sit out on the other side because they know that i don't know to make more flexibility with their girls or something um it really didn't it was a lot of a lot of just kind of like wheel turning of like kind of trying to justify you going out and keeping mark um 
Mm-hmm. And I still doesn't make sense to me. I mean, me. the idol clue nonsense was thrown in there as well as like not a blackmailing point, but basically like another reason, like another tick on the board yeah. on your side. From what I yeah. understood, it was um, it was Tom and Addison, you know, kind of just pushing Zoe um, as the first name that came up. Mark's whole chaotic thing swept through the tribe of whatever he was going on. People heard that he wanted to go to rocks and everybody was just like, okay, Mark's a little too dangerous. Let's just stick on to Zoe. She seems like a safe vote. We can always get Mark later is what it seemed to come down to. Another thing that was left behind the scenes that I'm sure drew, you might want some more information on. And Zoe, of course, if you really want to know what was going on was there was a last minute conversation between Sydney and Bridget and Juliana before tribal council where they basically were like, Hey, like this is the vote. Uh, Like either you're with us or you're not. And it really, really pinned Juliana into a corner of like, you're either going to, you know, back up your words saying that you don't want to be red or blue or like we have the numbers anyway, like this is what's going to happen. And so it was a very, very, you know, straightforward conversation that I still wanted to keep some mystery to the vote out, but it's a very pivotal conversation that, you know, needed to be, you know, to explain the types of relationships that got Juliana to flip. So I don't think it was against Zoe at all. I think it was more to better position herself within that tribe. Uh, Drew, did that answer clear up anything for us? Yes, definitely. I mean, I think the vote makes sense. I was just kind of like, I didn't understand necessarily why Juliana flipped, but that makes sense. That, that clears things up. Awesome. Zoe, any, uh, any last minute things that you want to uh, know more about or last minute things to get off your chest? I know you got voted out. You got snuffed with your clothes in line, the sneaky, sneaky snakes. Uh, (laughs) Do you still feel that way about your, uh, your tribe mates? I mean, I think that they were a little sneaky snake-like because I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know any of the conversations they were having, but I think it all makes sense. And, you know, they're nice snakes now. So (laughs) there you have it, guys. (laughs) They are nice snakes now. Uh, During our podcast, we had somebody, familiar face for those tuning in or familiar name, I should say, uh, Matt Orshak from Survivor uh, Dearborn 1, 3, and 4, and Survivor Grand Rapids crew member, uh, is asking, Zoe, big fan, um, who did you enjoy working with the most, and who did you wish that you had worked with more? You know, whether you're on the same tribe with them together, but I guess, what are, wh- who did you like working with more first? Hi, Matt. I love my, fan- my fans. Um, <laughs> I think I was so excited to work with Jen. I think she like saw the game so well and I was just like, I was really excited to work with her and to just kind of like go through it with her. Um, I mean, as long as I guess she would have kept me around, but um, yeah, I was really upset when that happened or like when we got swapped away from each other. Um, So yeah. Who would you uh, have wanted to work with more, I guess, either both on your tribe or like afterwards, like, or on the new Cascade tribe, anybody that you weren't able to work with yet or that you want to develop further relationships with? Oh, probably. I don't know. I think probably the girls like that came back to Ionia with us, like Sydney, Bridget, Juliana. I think if I went about that a little bit of a different way than trying to stick with Mark, I think that would have been better for me um I just I wasn't I wasn't seeing it that way 
uh, during it. But yeah, I wish I wish I kind of got in on their little alliance there. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Well, Zoe, you are now officially a veteran and an alumni of Survivor Grand Rapids of Survivor Dearborn. So you are part of the big league now. You've done your first podcast. Uh, we're going to close out with. Some wait, wait, wait. No, I have one more question before ahead, we do that. Go, go Zoe, ahead. would you play again? Yes. Mm. I would. If we do another season. Zoe, got to start pre-gaming for All-Stars. I would, I would gladly have Zoe back on my screen again. Um, yeah. I need to my redeem myself part two. <laughs> what, two for two nights. Yes. Yes. And I could last the second night. Perfect. <laughs> I could win. Perfect. Yes. Um, but yes, Zoe, we are going to hop into our last segment of the show that we do um, where we rank our power players from this episode. Episode four, um, we start with the third, go all the way to number one. It's who you think had the best performance of this episode and give a little spiel of why throughout the season. I've been keeping a tally of who we've done so far. Um, those points could be found on our Instagram page. Once I get that all tallied and everything, the mental math is not all there. I would not be doing the puzzle from episode four. Let's just mm. say that. Mm. But, um, so we can start with drew, uh, kind of show us how it's done. Do you have your third place power player of the week? Yes. And my thoughts have changed from when I came into this podcast, I will say, Okay. It's always a battle for me to decide whether I want to go uh, with my delusional picks or not. I think this week I'm going to go with um, non-delusional picks, unfortunately. Um, so I think my number three, I'm probably going to say Jen. Jen. I think Jen's positioned well. She's in the majority on her tribe. She ran her tribe pre-swap, kind of. Um, I don't see really her name being brought up. I, I just don't have much of a downside for her at the moment. Okay. Okay. Um, Anthony, any, uh, any thoughts on your third place pick for uh, episode four? For episode four, I would, I think I'm going to say Mark. Um, I don't know if all the strategy works out, but he clearly has a lot of it. Um, and he's very kind of going this way, that way. Um, you can see the survivor fandom and we'll see if, if that too much fandom will bite him in the butt eventually. I'm slightly confused by your pick, Anthony. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm just thinking for episode four, and I think he was. I think he his character kind of re, like he was literally on the wrong side guys. of the vote. Yes, but he he was running around with all this strategy, and I think that um, sets him up as his own threat, kind of, and people are scared of him. So interesting. Okay. Uh, Zoe, third place pick for this week. At the time that your torch was snuffed and watching back, who had the best episode? Whose game are you respecting the most up until that point? Or at least third the most? I agree with Anth, and I'm going to say Mark, too. Um, I know he was on the wrong side of that vote, but he had such a plan, and it was like, very well thought out. It didn't get executed, obviously, the way that him or I really thought. But, um, yeah, I think his planning was very, like, detailed and thought out. So I would put him in third. Okay. Um, my third place is going to be going to 
the one, the only Rat King, Kyle. He has cemented himself, I feel like, on the tribe um, as the swing vote. Cascade really can't make any moves without him. Um, and he, you know, was the first one to flip. I feel like he's really kind of, as much as they say, they aren't an alliance at that point. I feel like Mark uh, kind of pinpointed himself and showcased his strategy. So players like Kyle are going to be welcome. And Kyle at Tribal Council said, I'm a free vote. Use me. And I feel like he's going to be used. And I think, you know, they're going to continue rolling with that. Uh, I think this is also just a big jump from what we've seen him do. So I do want to give credit where credit is due. Kyle has emerged into uh, from a birdbath maker into the Rat King. And I'm excited to see what more he is able to, to come up with. Yeah. Um, but I can hop right into number two since, yes. you know, we've got to do a snake. Uh, number two for me uh, is actually Addison. I know he had a pretty messy episode, uh, but what is a Survivor Grand Rapids episode without a messy Addison along for the ride? Um, he is carrying his idol on his chest into tribal council, um, which is a very, very bold move. Everybody knows that he has it, yet he is sitting content with it, you know, in his pocket around his neck, no matter what. Uh, he swaps onto a tribe with the 4-4 split. He is one of the reasons Kyle was able to flip and now they have majority five to support or four to supposedly three, so to speak. Um, so I think he's sitting in a really nice spot. I don't think, uh, you know, Bridget, Sydney, or Tom will go for him at least until uh, the next couple rounds. His name might come up uh, once we get closer to merge. But I mean, his names come up every round, but every yeah, time it's he's able to kind of like read the situation a little bit and he's held on to that idol for four tribal councils now. So. Yep. Um, I think he's sitting good, at least for number two. And we've seen a little bit of strategy develop from him. Uh, and he's got a nice relationship with Sydney. Sydney is feeding him information, yep. you know, off like, you know, like that. Uh, Zoe, what was your uh, second place performance this game? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Jen as two okay. for me. Um, I think when she was on Ionia, she did so much strategizing and then she was able to do like the exact same thing when she went to cascade and kind of like not really get on anyone's bad side i think i tried to do that on the new ionia and it like bit me in the butt but i feel like somehow she like i don't know not well they didn't have to vote anyone out but like she was in with everyone and she has that like secret alliance with ryan so i don't know i think she's yeah, she's my number two. Nice. Uh, Anthony, number two for you. Uh, number two is going to be Liam. Um, I mean, he he's always kind of been lead in the pack, but uh, I think this episode he kind of showed other people that he's leading the pack. Um, he has a very good read on the game, I think, and is, is just doing awesome work. Drew, number two? Mine is also Liam. Um, I... Like I was saying about Jen, I don't see any downside. I just don't see the downside to Liam yet. Like, I only see upward trajectory. He is front running, I guess, which is like not great. Like I said, if we're seeing it as viewers, the other players are likely seeing it as well. But I don't think that's going to be an issue for him for at least, you know, three, four more votes. Okay. Uh, Liam, for me, escaped my number one spot, uh, or at least my number three. I felt he had a 
very, very good episode. Um, one of my favorite scenes, even shooting Liam, was him doing his stretch mm-hmm. and kind of seeing where his head was at. Uh, and he did have a very, very good read on the game. Um, I do think his performance at the challenge and doing the whole puzzle, whether people think he's a senior software engineer or not, uh, I think that's, you know, shows that he's got a, he's got a brain and he's, he's using yes. it during the game. So I, I kind of escaped my top three, but for my number one, uh, I, I kept it all in new Ionia. Um, but I think Sydney had the best episode I know we didn't really get to see a lot of her confessionals, but I hope I provided some insight as to why I thought I think that um, she came into the into the new tribe, positive attitude, was happy she wasn't on the new tribe or her old tribe. She was willing to work with the people that she already had, but was initiating conversations around camp with people like Juliana, um, Zoe and Mark. And she was integral to at least new Ionia's plan uh, or yeah, they, their plan to at least get out Tom or Addison. So they, she was supposed to be included in that. Yet she drove the vote her way, got out Zoe, unfortunately. But I felt she was a really, really powerful force in this last episode, whether viewers saw it or not. I agree. Sydney was in contention for one of my top three spots. Um, but ultimately, she did not make it this week because I gave her a spot last week. I, so I didn't feel as bad. Okay. Uh, this week for my number one, I'm going with, Tom, no, I wish. Um, I can't justify it this week. I would love to. Uh, I don't think I have a choice but to go with the Rat King, Kyle. I, I have to. I think he had a great episode. I think he's in a great position. If dynamics don't change, he still makes it through another vote on his current tribe and probably have another vote past that as well, um, assuming nothing changes, but I'm sure it will. But I like that he is not a threat. Um, he has not positioned himself to be a threat. He's not on the bottom anymore, and he's a key swing vote, which I think are all pretty good signs. Nice. Another another name for Kyle on the board. Uh, Anthony. Uh, I'm going to agree with you, Dom, and go with Sydney. I think she's very sociable, but also very intelligent and has that kind of strategy mindset. Um, mm-hmm. She gets a lot of information and is kind of able to decipher how much she wants to give to gain trust and also how much she wants to keep for herself and for her own alliances. So I think she did a really good job this episode. Yeah. Zoe, close us out. You're number one for the week, uh, excluding yourself. I wish we could uh, could do that. But uh, who was your number one for this week? Honestly, I am going to say Sydney too. Yep. Um, even just playing with her, like she made me – like she was so nice and she made me think that she was voting Tom the whole time. I had no doubt about like what she was doing um, is a little sneaky snake of her, but like it worked really well. And I think that's like the strategy that she needed to do. And I think, like you said, Dom, she really, I think is the one who orchestrated all of it, like blindsiding a lot of people, well, maybe just me and Mark, but yeah. <laughs> I think I think that was all her, and even the like previous um, vote outs. I feel like she's kind of the one leading a lot of decisions. So I agree with you. She every single vote out that she's gone to, every tribal she's had, she's had influence on in some way. She's been an active participant. Um, I love Sydney. I I do Sydney. I like Sydney and Tom are my ideal final two at this point. 
um, because I love under the radar women um, in Survivor because I think that that's one of the hardest games to pull off. Um, and I think that Sydney's doing very well at pulling it off so far. One of my favorite moments from this episode, real quick, um, was when Sydney had her initial conversation with Mark. And she's kind of like dancing around like, yeah, like, I think we should vote for challenges. Mark looks at her and he goes, let's cut the bullshit. Like, what's going on? And Sydney just looks at him and goes like, I'm getting to it. And (laughs) he goes, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I really want to work with you. Good for her. That was that moment cemented for this week for me, for Sydney. It was just a very, very like, I'll get to it on my own time. Like, I'm strategizing on my own way. And, you know, for somebody like Sydney um, who came into the game, didn't really know a ton about Survivor. Her family's a big Survivor fan, though, but she knows, you know, the basics of the game, and she's using just her natural instinct to be able to progress and do it. Um, But, Drew, we are closing up on this podcast episode. Any bold predictions for next week? I guess this week's episode coming out Wednesday at 7 p.m. Uh, bold prediction. I want Tom to find an advantage and misplay it because that seems like something that Tom would do. Okay. Okay. Um, we will see if that happens. Uh, there are actually advantages in the game that have yet to be found due to our, uh, cast lack of awareness. So to speak. <laughs> um, but we will see how that comes to fruition in the next couple of weeks. We will see if Tom is one to locate those, uh, and see if anything, you know, else exciting comes. I can say that we do have a fun episode next week, yes. not an hour long. We didn't really get to spend the night. This one it might be a little bit shorter, but still will be jam packed, full of strategy, full of fun moments. Uh, and of course a juicy, juicy vote out. Um, but for now, I want to thank my panel for joining me tonight. Zoe, you were amazing television uh, to watch. I had an absolute blast editing you uh, and your, you know, just the way that you looked at the game and the way that you looked at the entire experience really, really meant a lot to me as a host and the creator. So I want to thank you for taking the time to be able to play, but also joining me on the podcast and explaining everything from the ins and outs to it. You were an absolute gem to, to, to be able to work with. Um, and of course, I wouldn't be able to do it with my brother and uh, production crew member, Anthony. I appreciate you coming on, uh, lending your veteran ear to this, uh, to this panel. And of course, partner in crime, Drew, I appreciate you taking the time and covering this episode. We will be j- hopefully air- hopping on next week sometime. Date will flip-flop depending on uh, when we're able to get our we'll be here we'll be here next week but uh stay tuned to live reality games for more information on when we're able to do it follow survivor grand rapids on all social media so that you can see the newest content that we're able to push out and of course uh tune in wednesday at 7 p.m on survivor dearborn productions youtube channel to watch episode five of survivor grand rapids fresh meat and find out who the latest casualty is so that you are unspoiled for our next podcast. Hope you guys have a great night. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. I will see you soon. Have a great week.